He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Congratulations today, the honorees, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand, uh, your birthday today? Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday to you. Well, it's hell turning 30, but you got to... I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Tuesday. That was Joe Biden singing happy birthday to MLK the Third's wife, whose name he forgot mid-song when she started singing. I love it. It literally, Disco, you know what it reminded me of? I heard that clip. It reminded me of Frank Drebin, Lieutenant Frank Drebin, played by Leslie Nielsen, rest in peace, who was singing the national anthem in the first Naked Gun movie. He's, he's there, you know, he's going undercover. I mean, I, I don't, first of all, I don't know if those movies would hold up anymore like, like, like they did in the day. We all got chuckles out of them, at least I did back in the day. But, <clears throat> no, to, your, to the chat, I don't, I don't censor things here. But it, him singing and then just going to <laughs> basically humming the words reminded me of this right here. Take a look. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let us honor America as Mr. Palazzo. It's really kind of the middle part, our but. National anthem. <laughs> I think that's actually my favorite part. Banner wave. Oh. Anyways, you you get the point there. He he totally mumbles in the middle because he has no idea what he's singing. Joe Biden literally starts singing. You're talking at an event, and you start singing to a woman who you've pointed out in the crowd, and then you forget her name. It's just par for the course. It's more of what we any. If anything, don't mumble it. Like hold the mic out to let the crowd say exactly. Your name yeah, if you forget. You like, sing. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like your turn. <laughs> <But no. laughs> 
and it's funny you, we brought up this clip is I've when I worked for Fox Sports doing the Magic games there was one time like she practiced it and, and before the game the na- national thing went great live luckily there was an organ player playing and following along with her uh, she re- repeated the first verse again <laughs> it's a, it was like a twice as long national <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, it's always, those are always good. I don't like it, you know, because I don't want it screwed up. I don't want the, the national anthem screwed up. I, I, uh, like many of you in the audience care a great deal about the song and our country and our flag. There's a lot who don't, but I just thought that was great. I just, I just got such a kick out of it when I saw it last night. Um, but let's kind of get into today. Reminder folks, we're, we're here today. We're here tomorrow. We're off Thursday. I'll be shooting some mammoth nation commercials, which you'll be seeing hopefully soon on, on your television. Booze and Banter will be on Locals today and tomorrow. So directly following the show, circa 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll be moving over to Locals. That's where we'll hang out. We've got plenty of stuff to chat about. I'll tell you what we're going to chat about here uh, on Booze and Banter in a little bit. Hey, Sandra from Idaho. Matilda, by the way, looking out for you, praying for you as you're uh, in Indiana in a hospital. Um, thanks for watching from your hospital bed. Uh, but Booze and Banter... Next week, starting Monday, we'll be on, like we've been telling you, our good friends over at redvoicemedia.com. All you've got to do next week when it's time, we'll be telling you up until next week, we'll tell you next Monday on the show, is you got to go to redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB for booze and banter. You can figure out what that stands for, um, and you'll see it there. You can you can register. You can try it for a dollar. I get it now. You'll have it. You, you get, get it? it? I get it. It's all coming together. The files are in the computer. Um... So it's easy to sign up. You not only get access to premium content such as booze and banter, but you also get access to other great stuff that's over there on the network. So again, annual subscribers, you're going to be getting an email this week. I I know you haven't yet, but you're going to be getting one with a a code to use to make that transition over there uh, for the rest of you. If you're monthly ones or if you've never done it before, just go ahead and and get over to redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB. You can get signed up now. We're not going to be there today and tomorrow, but we will be there next week. You'll be ahead of the game. Get it done. Share it with friends, colleagues. Lots of stuff to get into today. We're going to talk more Biden. He, you know, we got into it a little bit yesterday in booze and banter, but he threatened Americans again. Came up with what he thinks is a grand idea for law enforcement officers. We'll share that clip. There's more drama going on with with his classified stuff, his visitor logs or lack thereof. All of that. We've got Iran-China stuff, which we're going to get into right here in a second. Tons of stuff to get to. Then a booze and banter. We, the amount of words that keep getting added to the, the woke dictionary of offensive and are considered microaggressions, which, again, that was not even really a word or a thing before. <laughs> we're going to get into that because there's two new words that a lot of you probably say as you're greeting people that are apparently microaggressions. We'll get into that in booze and banter. McCarthy, we've got some comments from him. We've got lots of stuff to get into there. We'll, we'll tell you more as we, as we get closer to it. But let's get into today's show because that's what we're here for right now. This is my show. I am Drew Berkowitz, and we're going to start with some big state actors. Two, two separate fronts. Really, it's, 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 it's our backyard that we're talking about. But two separate state actors who are doing things that affect us, affect the U.S., affect regional security, all of that. And we'll start here. First off, China is pressuring Argentina to build a naval base on Ushuaia in the Tierra del Fuego province. By the way, 
side point, Argentinians, if you're from the Tierra del Fuego province, that's the most badass province name maybe on the planet. I just think that's awesome. Where are you from, Tierra del Fuego? I think it sounds cool. I don't want China there, but I think it sounds cool. Anyways, China's pressuring them to do this. This is the southern tip of South America. It's all, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> it would basically mean if this happens, if this were to go through, that China could, in theory, possibly control any sort of passage going from the Atlantic to the Pacific and from South America to Antarctica. So there's a French news site, Intelligence Online, that reported this. I'm going to read something from it. It says, a possible Chinese base in Ushuaia would allow Beijing to have a permanent enclave in the southern hemisphere with projection toward the South Atlantic, which, depending on the conditions negotiated with Argentina, could allow for the construction of a contingence in the quadrant. China could intercept all kinds of regional communications with clear economic and strategic impact, in addition to gaining potential to maintain permanent monitoring of maritime transit. So there's a lot of things on the president's priority list, but this is definitely one that should be way up there. It's got to be towards the top. To allow China our biggest enemy to have a military base in the Southern hemisphere could have catastrophic consequences. I hope that you can see that. I mean, honestly, do we really want our mortal enemy to be that close to our shores? I know they've got reach in terms of how they do things economically, strategically in terms of their investments with their intelligence operations, with some of their other partnerships, both in this country and in you know neighboring countries. But that's a, that's a military, military presence we're talking about here. And from said military presence, if they had that base in Argentina, Chinese warships in just a few days could be off the coast of Florida or Texas, Louisiana. That's not good. Not that they even need to get that close, but it's not good. Mind you, this, you know, southern tip of South America, they're in relative close proximity. Uh, closer than we are here to Antarctica, which contains a large amount of minerals and natural gas. And if you think that the strip mining that's going on in Africa right now is bad and having horrible environmental effects, at least according to people on the left, just wait if the Chinese get into Antarctica, start strip mining there. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see. They want to own everything. And they're, they're doing a good job. Again, they play the long game. They play chess, not checkers. It's, it's a strategic game. So it's going to be interesting to see this. But you go back with all of this. The reason it's happening is because of the weakness that's, that's coming out of D.C. And not just with Biden. It's, it's really writ large. But, but certainly he's the quote-unquote figurehead right now. But <clears throat> you go back to his Obama's famous words, never underestimates Joe's ability to F things up. China establishing a naval base in Argentina would be one of the greatest threats, military threats, our country's ever seen. And it's because Joe is incapable. And it's because the people handling Joe are likewise incapable. But unfortunately, for all of us, for our country, permanent D.C., permanent D.C. loves China. There's no way that Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham or any of the other Democrats are going to support blocking China from establishing a naval base in Argentina, which they absolutely should. And I hope, I, look, I'd love to be wrong here, but those idiots 
These people in D.C., the, the folks who are a part of permanent Washington, they've proven their loyalties with China, their loyalties with their bank accounts. It is not with the United States of America. It is not with you, the people they're supposed to represent. So it gets worse than that, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Tuesday, and Drew's already pissing us off talking about all the things that could happen. I'm not trying to. I'm just telling you what's happening. I promise I don't like this either. But you might be thinking, Drew, most ships going into the Pacific or into the Atlantic, they all go through the Panama Canal. So China having a naval base down at the end of South America, it's not, is it really that big of a deal? And you could, in theory, be right. But, but you're not. You know why? Because Iran, who hates us with a passion that is perhaps unrivaled anywhere, is planning on, and I talked about this on Foreign Domestic this weekend as well, and I meant to get to it yesterday, but we're, we're working it in now. They're planning on sending naval ships, warships, to the Panama Canal later this year. At least according to them. And with what we've seen the, the Iranian naval ships do in the Persian Gulf, in the Straits of Hormuz, that's not good. Remember when Obama was president? The Iranians intercepted U, uh, U.S. Navy vessel, took some sailors on board, held them on board for several days, humiliated them. They've been acting aggressively in the Persian Gulf for decades. And to think that they're just going to, you know, the largest state sponsor of terror in the world, Iran, just going to send warships to the Panama Canal and chill and not harass cargo ships, not harass anyone else, it's just not a likely, it, that, that's, that's a foolhardy thought or plan. <clears throat> so that's something that's interesting to watch. So... We're looking at the Chinese potential. Let's, let's say this, okay? Because none of this is certain, right? Argentina's got to buy off and others have got to buy off in Chinese. Uh, the Chinese getting a base in, in Ushuaia down in Argentina. The Iranians are saying that they're going to have warships in the Panama Canal later this year. They're not there yet. But we have the potential of the Chinese Navy blocking ships down at the southern end of South America. Iranian ships blocking traffic going in and out of the Panama Canal Obviously, a massive, a massive trade route. And it's all happening, you guys. It's all happening because our enemies know that, that we are weak with Joe Biden. And they're taking what they want now because the getting is good. And when the getting's good, you got to get it. And that's what they're doing. They know that Joe's not going to do a damn thing to stop him. That permanent D.C. is not going to do a damn thing to stop him. There might be some sound bites that come out of people saying, we've got to stop this. This cannot happen. This cannot stand. But you know what they're going to do? Then they're going to go get a cocktail with their buddies, which sounds delightful right now. But they're going to go do that. And then they're going to do nothing to prevent our enemies from catching up to us, from disrupting how we do things, from getting closer and closer to us. I mean, literally, that's right in our backyard. South America and the Panama Canal between the two countries. Doesn't need to happen. Peace through strength works. The world, maybe not if you're China or Russia, but the rest of the world needs America to be strong, need us to be the badasses that we've always been, that we're really not anymore. And because we're not, this is what you're getting. You're getting people encroaching in on our space. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to question of the day, which I don't even remember what it is. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> So there's a lot of stuff coming up in, in terms of free speech, hate speech, that kind of stuff later in the episode, as well as in booze and banter. 
So the question today is this, my friends. Do you think any form of speech will become illegal in the coming years? And I'm talking hate speech. I'm talking with the liberals. that You, you could say, well, this is illegal now or this is illegal. You know what I'm saying. Is, is any form of quote-unquote hate speech going to be considered illegal in the years to come? Let us know, yes or no. You can give us some more qualifying statements if you'd like. Send those responses in. Uh, we'll get to them after the break, which we're going to take right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Biden threatened Americans yet again during his MLK Day speech. But that's not all he said. He gave us some ideas on how police should handle <laughs> use of force situations, how they should be trained, how they should de-escalate things. We'll tell you all about that. We'll also talk about the visitor log situation that we've been talking to you about at his Delaware residence and other residents that are not the White House. That's all coming up on the other side. Stick around. Do you think America first when you spend your hard-earned money? Do you feel guilty shopping woke companies that take your money and push a liberal agenda? The choice is yours. When you shop at Mammoth Nation, you're a part of the solution, not the problem. We have thousands of products from hundreds of American and veteran-owned retailers. These patriots love America and they're fighting for you. So do the right thing, vote with your wallet, and spend wisely. Right now, go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member. Use this promo code and save 30%. All right, let's get to those responses. Let's see what people are saying. The question was, do you think some form of speech, hate speech, is going to be illegal in the years to come? So far, we've got yes from Shelby. Yes from Debbie. Yes. Yep. Someone saying Christians and Bible Coach Jill saying that. Yes, it kind of is already, says Judy. <clears throat> F News. What's up, my, my friend? Uh, over my dead body, free speech is outlawed. Yes, says Sandra. So obviously a lot of people have that sentiment. You know, it's it cannot change. It should not change. But also <laughs> it's probably going to change because of the world that we live in. Disco, what do you think? Oh, 100%. Uh, I think, you know, because right now the problem is <clears throat> there's a lot of people already. Hang on. Sorry. I had to clear my throat. Uh, there's already people who, when you have arguments with them, say, don't quote the Bible, don't say God, don't say – like, there's people who already agree with that sentiment. Like, you can't say this, but give me the answer. Well, what are you talking about? So, like, they're going to try their hardest to yeah. get it to be illegal or whatever it is. I've gotten to so many arguments like that. It's like, okay – Okay, well, then you can't say these words. Well, why can't I? Because you're telling me I, I have to play with one hand tied behind my back. You have to do the same. That's not fair. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. Well, you know, then, the, planet, then, then the arguments, then the, yeah, then the argument's over. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, it's, it's probably going to happen because people, people already want it. Well, I mean, you had the dude, was it a dude or a guy? I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl, but person at the Mall of America in Minnesota get, get kicked out for wearing a Jesus Saves shirt. Like, yeah, it's it really kind of already is happening now. Is that that person was asked to leave, take the shirt off, or leave the premises? They weren't arrested. We're going to talk about someone who's literally there's legislation that's that was introduced this week 
to basically make free speech for, for white folk illegal moving forward. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. That sounds extreme, and it is. Uh, I don't think it's going to necessarily go anywhere, but there's people who are trying to do that, and we'll get into that uh, later on, I think, in C Block of the show today. But So let's get to, to Joe Biden, because we have a lot to cover and not a ton of time to do. So he, the absent-minded president spoke again yesterday at Al Sharpton, uh, his, his, Al Sharpton's race hustling um, National Action Network event that was there. You, could, you probably have seen lots of clips from it already. But he once again couldn't resist. And again, if you were here for booze and banter yesterday, you heard us allude to this and talk about it a little bit. But he couldn't resist trying to intimidate American people, American gun owners specifically. Here's what he said. Roll the clip. And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. So that statement from Joe, <laughs> Disco loves it. That statement from Joe is what you'd expect to hear, and we've heard it from him before. But it's what you'd expect to hear from dictators and tyrants. What Joe is saying is if you're going to go up against the government, good luck because we're going to F you up. That's, that's what he's saying without saying it in those exact words. He's putting all citizens on notice. Yes, Disco. If someone, watch, someone's going to get an F-15 and come after him. And then <laughs> just be like, why'd you do it? Because he provoked us. And then they would be like, Joe, you got to shut up. Exactly. That's what he has to do. He needs to shut up. Because when he goes off the cuff like this, he's just going to get himself deeper and deeper into a grave that he's already in. Right. It's what he does. It's what he does. Well, so he, I mean, basically, he wants to put citizens, he and his, his handlers and this regime, the Democrat Party writ large, want to put people on notice that they're no match against the federal government. So shut up. Give us your guns. Do as you're told because we're politicians. We're smarter than you. We need to control you. That's what they're saying. And really, if you think about it, as much as there's been efforts by, you know, the Diane Feinsteins of the world, some of these people who have put, put gun control legislature, legislation out there, excuse me, uh, in the past, never in the, in the past has a president made a statement like that, a threatening, bring it on, bitches kind of statement. He makes all kinds of statements all the time that are ridiculous, Deer and Kevlar, all the other stupid stuff. But if you're going to go up against the government, you're going to need an F-15, not an AR-15. That's a big thing. And he just keeps what he's doing with it, and he's doing it intentionally. I don't know if Joe's doing it intentionally, but the people behind Joe are doing it intentionally. Is They're poking the bear, and that's exactly what they want to do. They want somebody to act out irrationally, do something bad, so he and the government can use it for political gain against the Second Amendment. And we've had F-15s for a long time, Joe. We as a country, I go with me on this. Politicians like you, you'd never define Vietnam as a victory. Got 40,000 Americans killed, embarrassed us on the world stage because dudes in pajamas and flip-flops were running through the jungles with AKs and, and whooping our ass. They were pretty good matches for everything we had in the air, everything we had pretty much everywhere. We all know how, how that ended. 
fast forward another 30 years, and once again, dudes in pajamas living in caves flew airplanes into buildings in America. We went to war. 3,000 people killed there in the Twin Towers. Thousands more in the war since. We all know how that, that ended. Joe tried to hurry up for political gain to get everyone out, got 13 service members killed, thousands of Afghans killed in the process. And once again, dudes in flip-flops and pajamas and AKs did pretty damn well against the U.S. arsenal. So I want, I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you think the same people who wanted unvaccinated people to be in prison for not getting the jab would have any reservation whatsoever about the federal government doing something tactical, something military, dropping a bomb, doing something maybe less, less drastic than that against a red state? These people are crazy. I mean, Disco, what do you think? I think like the radical ones, they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Because they don't value us as humans. They don't see, they don't value our life. Right. Because they think we're beneath them. So yeah, of course. I mean, they, yeah, there could be some people there, but you know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. That's a far, yeah. Like, I'm saying that's just a far reach, but, but I just. All right, Disco's cutting out. We'll come back to Disco. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that a very high number of people who got vaccinated, demanded other people got vaccinated too, are also anti-Second Amendment, are also anti-talking about the truth, discussing the truth, all of that. And I have no doubt if push came to shove, those same forces within our government, within our country, would be totally fine with the military going in on people that they disagree with. Not the military disagrees with, per se, but the people that the politicians disagree with who, who would then use the military. And, and again, I'm exaggerating. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just trying to say, at the end of the day, these guys are talking tough. These guys are, are they, they treat you as scum. They see you as peasants. And they want you as peasants to lash out and do something. So they have the ability to go and do something drastic in terms of the, the, the response with, with whether it's any kind of lethal action or more likely just criminal action, you know, criminal proceedings. And they want to go after your Second Amendment rights, which you cannot ever, without question, without negotiating, you cannot give up your Second Amendment rights, period. All that said, it's a sad state that we're in in this country. I do feel as depressing and frustrating as it all is, that there is a tide turning a little bit. Tide, it, it, a little bit in our favor. I'm not saying it's going to completely flip in our favor. It never really does in this system where we're, we're set up to fail. But I do feel like there's a shift. There's more people waking up, which is, which is good. But let's continue on because we're, 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 we need to cruise through here. Joe wasn't done talking at Al Sharpton's event. He also chimed in about retraining police Here's what he had to say about that. Take a listen. Policies to emphasize de-escalation. We have to retrain cops. As to why should you always shoot for de with deadly force? The fact is, if you need to use your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look, to call a fresh approach to recruit and how we recruit, how we hire, how we train, how we promote, and how we retain, retain law enforcement. All right, so... First of all, you got to understand when he when Joe speaks to African American audiences, 
he speaks to them as if they all hate the police. There are some who do, no doubt. But black and white people alike tend to, polling uh, agrees with this, like the police, like to have the police around to keep them safe, to enforce laws. That's how things are supposed to work, right? But he, see, he says, and he said stupid stuff like this before, he says they need to be retrained on de-escalation tactics. Guess what, Joe? I, this is going to come to a big surprise to you. But they're already trained on de-escalation tactics. A novel thought here that we could talk about. Joe wouldn't get this. Joe shouldn't be allowed to be around kids. But, but how about parents retrain kids on conflict resolution? Yes. That's, that's something that's sorely missing in this picture, in this country, this planet that we're living in. We're, there's literally two generations Two generations walking the planet right now that if they don't get their way, they automatically default to name-calling and or violence. That's a big problem. There's a lot of steps in between being upset and not getting your way and violence. A lot of them. And I'm a violent person, and I'm telling you that. It should always be the last option. One that you never want to rely on. But thanks to the Democrats, we live in a society where if you don't get your way, violence is now your first option. I mean, that's, that, that's where we are. It's ridiculous. Also start teaching manners and respect, then this shit wouldn't happen, says Tammy. Absolutely. It's all so, that's what's so frustrating about all this. It is simple stuff. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to break down this psychology and that, you have to break down this, that, and the other. It just comes down to being a decent human being, seeing reality, being fair, being honest. All those things matter. But again, we're talking to people who not only don't see those things, but they don't want to. They, they, they see them as repugnant, push back from them. But the vegetable in chief, Joe Biden, then went into saying why cops shouldn't always shoot to kill, which again, he's also done that before. And he, the question always comes, why can't you just shoot that person in the leg, not use deadly force? Well, first of all, you've never been in that kind of a situation, Joe. The whole idea of using deadly force is, I'll let everyone take a second and guess what the use, you know, the use of deadly force is, what the point of it. Disco, you have a thought? Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay, sorry, my internet is getting choppy. It's sleeting outside. What's the use for deadly force? Yeah. That, that was the question? Um, to stop someone who's harming other people? I mean, I, I, mean like, yeah. I don't know. Well, you're, you're in a situation where you need to use deadly force. You're preserving your own life at the expense of yeah. theirs, right? And, and these, these people who always suggest this, first of all, think, well, just shoot him in the hand or the leg or shoot him in the knee or something. Like... Okay, first of all, that is a much smaller target area than the torso where you're trained to shoot. When you're in a stressful situation, adrenaline's pumping. If you've never been trained, you're, you're kind of SOL, sorry. But if you're certainly not in a good position to be accurate. And even if you are, zo you know, zooming in, narrowing down in on this, on this, this specific part, that's not going to cause deadly force. By the way, you shoot someone in the leg, you can still clip their femoral artery. There's there's lots of things that can still go wrong. So don't don't take this. I'm I'm uh, 
higher than you. I'm better than you because I shot the, the culprit in the leg uh, approach. That's, that's total bullshit. But you're trained to stop the threat. You're trained to shoot center mass for a, a, a number of reasons. One, because the adrenaline's pumping. It's a bigger target area. Two, because that's where all the vital organs are, okay? The vast majority of them. You've got a higher probability of doing that. And three, but really one, <laughs> your job in that situation is to stop the threat. You do not stop until that threat is put down. In a use of deadly force situation, it's not like, hey, hang on, just stick your leg out from behind the wall. I'll shoot it and then we'll be done. Like you don't do it that way. It's... I really, I really can't wait to see what we get flagged on Facebook for these. Right. Throws. That would be great. <laughs> Shoot no, center mass, it's people. Those, yeah. No. It, well, and it's it like you're 110 percent correct because it's you're sitting there going, oh hey, in the time where your heart is pumping and 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 you, some of some people shake, it's fight or flight. Some people, you know, you know, and so at that moment in time, hey, I need to shoot for the leg. Like that's that's <laughs> that's not what's going through your mind. You're thinking, I need to live. I want to go home and see my my children and my wife. That's what you're that's what you're thinking in that moment. Not leg, hand. You know? Right. You're not thinking that. Right. Well, and as Jill says, don't resist if it's if it's if it's a cop. In this case, which Joe's talking about, you know, talking about not using deadly force. It's a cop in a in a in a suspect. Don't resist, and this situation won't present itself. We talked about a clip on Foreign and Domestic this weekend with, with Ray Dietrich over on Red Voice Media, and there was a dude who just kept refusing the cops to the point where the cop had to draw his weapon to ensure that this guy got out of the car. The cop wants to go home, too. Everyone does. But Democrats, I mean, that's, that's a benefit. If you're on that side, you always get to... Sit back and second guess everybody. You've never been in that situation. You don't even slightly understand it, but you get to do it. These these guys, these people on this party, and there's folks on our side too. I'm not just picking on Democrats, but they're not leaders. They're armchair quarterbacks telling everyone how they could do things better. And then you fast forward to now. Joe supposedly won the election, right? Most most votes ever. Most popular presidential candidate in the history of the United States of America. I'll pause for laughter. But they're not armchair quarterbacks anymore. You know why? Because they're in D.C. They're in control. They're making decisions, these people. And have things gotten any better? No. No, they haven't. Of course not. They've ruined everything they've touched. They've got a history of failure. And he goes on after the whole not using deadly force thing to talk about how to recruit, how to train, how to retrain police officers. Which is hilarious because since the St. George Floyd riots, this Democrat party has been completely anti-police, has been all in on the defund the police movement. And these guys really should just never talk about police in general because it's clear as day that the vast, vast majority of them, not all, but the vast majority of them loathe police officers. They hate them. They hate them all, whether it's a sheriff department, a local police department, it doesn't matter. The, the, the freaking Los Angeles Police Department has banned the display of thin, uh, thin blue line flags. Did you guys see that? It's a whole other story. We're not going to get into what? it. What? Yeah. Like no, like no one on the force is allowed to display it no. or no one in, in, at all? Like even if, if it was like me the, wanting the force, to put it up. On the force. On the force. Yeah. Jeez. 
But these guys, they want to get rid of police. They have no problem. Here's the police that they want. They want a federal police that they control and that controls you. They don't like any other police. Anything that is not under their control, they have a massive problem with. That is, that is the theme. That is the trend with them always. And these guys, they always talk about it, you know, being, they, they make it out to this victim oppressor thing, right? To the Democrats, the police are always the oppressor and the victims are the poor and the, the you know, minority communities that are out there. But like literally everything you look at historically, I know Democrats don't like history, but everything you look at, the Dems are responsible for. They're the ones responsible for the mistrust of police and minority communities. They're the ones who ran the cities, who unleashed fire hoses and dogs on African-American protesters. They're the ones who passed out axe handles to white customers so they could beat the crap out of blacks who were sitting at lunch counters. They're the ones blocking the doorway to the University of Alabama to prevent integration. They're the ones who introduced, introduced the poll tax to keep minorities from voting. You can go on and on and on about these people and their beliefs, what they've done with race, uh, race relations in America. But we'd be here for weeks. You get the picture. They have been the ones standing in the way of progress ever since this country was founded. Absolutely, Shirley, the KKK, you name it. If it has to do with race and segregation, these guys have been behind it. Now, I think I've asked you this question before, and I don't know if we've ever rectified it, but have you ever seen uh, Equilibrium? The movie, I did, but I don't yeah. recall it that well. Gotcha. In, in, anyone in the audience, I think my camera's frozen, so let's go back to Drew. But uh, if, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It came out in 2002, Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, Sean Bean, or Sean Bean. Um, great movie, but it's about how the government takes over. They don't want you to have any feelings. There's no art involved. All this stuff is you sound like a robot well people can look oh, up equilibrium and and figure it out by the way it's definitely sean bean i don't know why you would say scene bean it, it, it can't be that anyways um let, let's just touch on this real quick real quick and then we'll take a break because we got two other things i want to get to there's lots of discussion right now about and we've talked about over the last two years almost two years how much time joe has spent out of the white house in delaware it's it's absolutely ridiculous how much time he's spent there. Like near like 40% or so. More than anyone. It's awful. And no one knows exactly what's going on inside his house. And that's precisely, my friends, why he has spent so much time there. Could he be having secret meetings with Obama, other handlers? Could he be receiving medical treatments for his dementia? Could he just be sitting in a rocking chair looking at the ocean and drooling? We don't know. It's probably a combination of all three. But there's a lot of, of momentum growing with GarageGate and all these classified documents. And with that has come people asking for visitor logs, which, which the White House and Secret Service is saying, hey, we don't have them. Now, I, I just want to, like, we could talk about this for minutes, and I was going to talk about this for minutes. We're not going to. I just want to reiterate, guys, the reason, the reason, and this is, let's not get into the weeds here. Do, you, do we think that the Secret Service actually has logs? Yes. That is their job to protect the president, protect his staff, know what's going on, know who's coming, know who's going, 
all of that stuff. So, of course, there is some records of that. Are we, the American people, going to be privy to it? No. They're going to hide that, and they're especially going to hide it with this administration. In terms of White House policy, do they have to keep records outside of the White House? No. And that's what they're standing on. That's what we've said the whole time. The reason they keep doing this, the reason they keep going and he's never in the White House is because they can do whatever the hell they want and it's off book. And there's a lot of people right now saying, you know, there's this surprise. And again, I'm with you. There should be logs there. There should be records. And, and, and there are some records that we're just not seeing. But we don't even have to go that far. All you have to do, you have to, you have to see, hey, this is the reason they're spending so much time there. End, period. That's, that's it. Because there are not logs. People now are, oh, there's no log. Well, of course there's not. That is the, that is the point. So you're, you're right in being suspicious, but that's, that, that's what's happening. That's, that's why that's going on. So there's lots of discussion about that. We'll maybe work some more of that in later on. But we've got more to get to. We're going to talk about Sheila Jackson Lee, who just threw away her American flag while moving offices, for one. But she also wants to ban free speech for white people. That's coming up on the other side of the break. Stick around. I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock, and now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology, and yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets, regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. Welcome back. Check out my Patriot Cigars. 15% off for our listeners with promo code Drew, D-R-E-W. Had one before the show today. Was delightful. Just, you know, it's a beautiful day down here in Florida. It's like, you know what? Before I go into the studio, I'm going to squeeze in a cigar, go over some show prep, this, that, and the other. I did it with my Patriot Cigars. It was phenomenal. Everyone I've had from them so far, phenomenal. So check it out. My Patriot Cigars, great American company founded by American people here with amazing blenders and rollers down in South America. You're going to love their products. Go check it out again. You can save 15% off with promo code Drew. But let's get to Sheila Jackson Lee because she thanks God, this, this chick right here who's just not very smart, but she thanks God for Hank Johnson because if it wasn't for Hank, she would be the dumbest member of Congress. And there's some stiff. We're talking really stiff competition there. Well, 
I bring her up for two reasons. The first of which is this. She was moving offices when Representative Brian Mast, who's been on the show before, made this discovery right here. Take a look. So this is a WTF moment here in the House of Representatives. Uh, people move in offices, and this is apparently where Representative Shelia Jackson Lee keeps her American flag, her POW flag, uh, in the garbage can, in the trash. That's her idea of appropriate for moving the American flag. WTF. What the, what the hell is wrong with these people? All right. So not a good look at all, right? And even with the benefit of the doubt, which I, I don't like to give Democrats whatsoever, but even with that, let's just play devil's advocate for here. You can see there's no special, if, if, if she was using it, you know, the trash can as like a moving thing. Right. Okay. We can, we don't have any boxes. Just put it in that and we'll move the can. Even if that was the case, you can see that there's no special attention to how the flag was handled. There was no respect. There was no any of that. And whether she was tossing it, whether she was moving it, it really doesn't matter. What we're constantly reminded of is that the Democrats don't give two shits about the American flag and what it stands for. They just don't. They hate everything about this country and what the flag represents. I wouldn't be shocked if in the years to come there was legislation put forward to change the flag because the current flag is, is divisive and represents a, a difficult time in our country and we need to change it. Like That's the kind of people that we're dealing with here. The, to the diseased mind of a liberal, the American flag is this, this symbol of oppression and awful things. It needs to needs to involve more... More people. There's, it's got to be more inclusive. That, that, you know that's coming, right? And you're probably saying, Drew, you've gone too far. There's no way that the Democrats would actually rally around getting rid of the flag and replacing it with someone else. And I'd counter that point with, did you ever think we'd be arguing about what a woman is? Think about that. It's 2023. Shit's crazy out there. Did you think we'd be banning gas stoves or trying to? The job of the communists, which, again, make no mistake about it, this Democrat Party today is trying to usher in communism. They don't call it that. Some of them don't even know what they're doing, but that's what it is. But the goal of the communist is to destroy. The communist machine has to be fed, and the way that you feed it is you destroy things. These guys, the Democrats, they don't ever have policies or ideas that create things. All they, they know how to do is tear things down. Whether that's a statue, whether it's a history book, whether it's our, our whole way of, of being as a constitutional republic, whatever it might be, that, that's what they do. They, they burn things down. Physically and, 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 not, and not physically. But sticking with the Rubenesque representative from Texas, she's also introduced a new bill that I alluded to earlier that would criminalize free speech for white people. Yes, you heard that correctly. She wants to define hate speech, Sheila Jackson Lee does, that only white people have to adhere to and can be punished for. Seems like a pretty rational law, right? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. What she's doing here, she's pushing for segregation. 
Then what she's also doing here is once again just showing, showing off her stupidity and insanity. She's calling it leading against the bill's called leading against white supremacy act of 2023, which clearly suggests the bill only applies to white people. White people would not be allowed to ask questions about open borders in this bill, criticize minorities or advocate for preservation of American culture. Those are things that we all do on a daily basis. I love our country, our culture. Is it perfect? No, we've got some dark past, dark parts of our past. I want our border secure. I don't necessarily criticize minorities, though I will joke about them sometimes. But, but, but like, that's, that's like everyday conversation stuff. And under her law, a white person could literally face federal imprisonment for simply posting online about the impact of open borders. Immigration. You think that immigration, illegal immigration, is affecting our culture? You're going to prison, bitch. That's, that's where we're at. That's what this thing is saying. Here's a quote from her bill. I'll read it. A person engages in white supremacy-inspired hate crime when white supremacy ideology has motivated the planning, development, preparation, or perpet- perpetration of actions that constituted a crime or were undertaken in furtherance of activity that if effectuated would have constituted a crime. So basically what she's saying is if you disagree with one of the protective classes of color, all your freedom should be taken away and you should be imprisoned. Goodbye to free speech for old whitey. Once again, guys, Democrats hate free speech. It is 100% compliance or bust with them. There is no discussion. There is no debate. They hate debate. I mean, literally, look at all the people this last cycle in the midterms who just flat out refused to debate. We've never seen that before. But they know that their ideas and policies are so idiotic and authoritarian by design that most Americans reject them. Most Americans reject Democrats on a personal level. They're a heinous group of American-hating communists who wouldn't hesitate to throw people in prison or kill them if they're not doing what they're intended to do, what they want them to do. That's the kind of people they are. And again, I don't celebrate saying any of these things. It sounds crazy, but it's true. It's true. This is the kind of people we're dealing with here. All right, let's let's skip this break, Disco, and get into this, this last clip before we go to booze and banter today. Again, reminder, Booze and Banter will be on Locals today. It'll be on Locals tomorrow. We're off of everything Thursday, shooting some new Mammoth Nation commercials. Then we're back next week, at which point after the main show, Booze and Banter will be over at redvoicemedia.com forward slash BB for Booze and Banter. Uh, We'll be sharing that link throughout the week and and next week as well. But Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, was being interviewed by Chuck uh, Ross this um, Chuck, Yeah, Chuck Ross this weekend. And the topic of the Hunter Biden situation and prostitutes came up take a listen to this clip watch 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 the freaking anchor here and and listen to him as well we'll discuss i'll tell you what i'm talking about take a look chuck is it a crime to be uh soliciting and purchasing uh prostitution in potentially european sex trafficking operations is that a crime because chuck grass and i laid out about thirty thousand dollars uh paid by hunter biden to uh, those types of, of individuals over uh, December 2018, 2019, about $30,000. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills. 
Yeah, again, that's that's just some information. I, I don't know exactly. Here's what I don't get. All right, Senator. It doesn't it doesn't really look I, on the. It, it sounds sleazy, as you know. I'll what. take your I'll, t I'll, t I'll take it your word that you're ethically bothered by Hunter Biden. I'm curious though. You seem I, to have are, a pattern. Are you not? I, I seem to have a pattern. Did you notice that <laughs> that Chuck Todd? I said Chuck Ross earlier. I don't know why. Chuck Todd. I'm making up people's names. But Chuck Todd was kind of like smiling with that smug grin of his at the beginning. And then Ron Johnson starts talking and asking the question about prostitution. And his, Chuck's whole demeanor changed as if he was thinking to himself, holy crap, is Chuck going to ask me about having a Panamanian prostitute in my hotel room last night? We don't know for sure. It's not been confirmed if Chuck Todd had one of those in his. But you could see his demeanor change. He was like, uh, where are we going with this? And 24 seconds or so, something like 24 seconds in, to the clip when Ron was talking about how he and Chuck Grassley were, were finding out that Hunter paid $30,000 for prostitutes in the years 2018 and 2019. That's, that's a pretty good effort. Um, either some of those are really high-end prostitutes or you got a crap load of strippers. I don't, that's a lot of money to be spending. But back to the 24-second mark. I think you hear Chuck, uh, Chuck Todd say under his breath, that's bullshit. I, Disco, let's, let's play that back. Let's see if... If we can hear it, tell me if you see if 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 Chuck Todd said that at about the twenty four second mark. For uh, December two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, about thirty thousand dollars. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about a hundred thousand dollars of Hunter Biden's bills. I mean, again, that's right. hard to make it out. Hard to make it out. He was frustrated though. He was frustrated, and we all know the the mainstream media is in the tank for Democrats. But people like Chuck Todd, and he's not alone, there's a lot of them, are coming right out and making their positions known. And then Chuck says, Senator, I can see that you're ethically bothered by Hunter Biden. As if to say, hey man, it's just two adults making a business transaction. He's, he's totally discounting the fact that he doesn't know if the women Hunter was... was having intercourse with were, uh, were human trafficked, what the deal was with them. He knew nothing about the situation whatsoever. He's like, what's the big deal? It's a, it's a corrupt, coddled drug addict paying tens of thousands of dollars to have sex with lots of women. That's literally what he's saying. He's just like, no big deal. It just was an interesting exchange. And again, I think it shows where Chuck and people from the media are coming from, like, I can see that you're ethically bothered by Hunter. Who's not ethically bothered by Hunter? That's my question. If you that that should be a new like question in a job interview. How do you uh, how do you feel about Hunter Biden? Do you feel like he makes good decisions? I feel like he's a stand-up guy. I think oh, you he does do? pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a good guy. Listen, this uh, was great, but we've decided to go another direction. That's how this should go. But it doesn't. I love like your uh, Bert and Ernie kind of voice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, guys, we are out of time. We stayed mostly on time today. We're getting there. So, you know, it's a new year. We're coming back from break. Uh, but we're mostly on time. We are going. I'm going to paste the link for you one more time because I'm just that kind of a friendly guy. We are going here on Locals. If you're on Rumble, you can see it. If you're on Rumble on any of the different spots, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, all those places, you can see it. It's been pasted. Um, Red Voice, wherever you guys are, go check it out. Go have some fun with us. Pour yourself a drink. We're going to get ourselves one, get freshened up. We're going to talk microaggressions. 
I'm not happy about it. I hate that word. I'm going to tell you why. Let's also talk about how KJP is a you-know-what. She's a lot of things. Kevin McCarthy spoke out about Swalwell. Oh, and at Davos, kind of like Sheila Jackson Lee, a chick is there saying hate speech, hate speech. Not even American chick should become illegal in the U.S. We'll do that. If, if, if we have time, Disco's got a producer's pick. I have no idea what the hell it is. We'll see you over at Booze and Banter. If we can't, we'll look forward to seeing you right back here tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Burquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBurquist.com.